Hey, what's going on, Clipper people? It is me, William the Opinion Update. And I am trying not to be too positive, Chuck Lockler. <laughs> and we're your friendly neighborhood Clippers podcast. Oh, yeah, Locked on Clips. Just a couple of best friends and Clipper credential media folks who bring you Locked on Clippers five days a week. 100%. 7 a.m. comes out every day. Get up if you want to listen to it. If you do, let us know. It'd be pretty Get cool. Up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for rocking with us. We got a heck of a show lined up for you today. We're going to do a little weekend recap. We're going to talk briefly over that Clippers victory over the Bulls, 125 to 106. And then we're going to dive a little deeper into the recap over the win over the Cavs, 128 to 111. The win streak is at three. Win streak's at three, down two starters. Pretty solid win. Oh, yeah. Uh, Went as good as it could have possibly gone. (laughs) It it really, really did. Uh, And then in segment two, we've got a preview for you. Clippers' second night of a back-to-back, taking on the Heat. Yeah. We're going to talk about what we need to do well in that one, as well as a few things that could go wrong, give you some key matchups to take a look at. And then in segment three, we have the Freshies, which is just kind of the Luke Kennard progress report currently. <laughs> yeah. uh, but we're also going to be talking about Terrence Mann's recent sort of rise and uptick in yeah. play. Uh, and then just whatever else is kind of kicking around the old shavings drawer. So all that and more coming up right about now but first before we get into it gotta let you know today's episode is brought to you by built bar oh yeah go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on you'll get 20 percent off your next order you are locked on clippers your daily los angeles clippers podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day welcome to the clippers weekend recap Real fast, the Clippers uh, got rid of the Bulls, one twenty-five to one hundred six. Kawhi would have gotten his season high, like you predicted. I thought he would. He ended with thirty-three. They took him out because the game was out of reach. He had thirty-three points. Cowardly. <laughs> six boards, three assists, two steals. Mook had twenty and six. He continued his good play against the Cavs, and then Lou had seventeen points and five dimes. Terrence Mann finished with the most minutes played, which was pretty interesting. Really solid from him. Uh, he is continually surprised me. We'll talk about him more in the third segment. Uh, but I, I also thought the Clippers did a pretty good job slowing down Zach Levine. He mm-hmm. did still have 25 points, which is short of his season average. 20 less than he had against us last time, though. And yes, far <laughs> short of what he had against us na- last time. But uh, yeah, we're, we're going to kind of devote some more time talking about this Cavs recap. That's the Ooh. game we just got out of. Clips were able to put away the Cavs in that one, 128 to 111. And I, I realize this is a bloated score. It was possibly even further away than, oh, this, wow. than this score indicates. It was interesting. So Kawhi Leonard was announced about two hours pregame that he was out due to a lower leg contusion. Ty Lue said he didn't know when it happened during the Wolves-Bulls trip. Perhaps this was a, the Clippers are playing a bunch of games in a shortened amount of time injury, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, collusion. Collusion is what I'm saying. No, uh, but so the Clippers started uh, Reggie Jackson, Lou Williams, Patrick Beverly, Nick Batum and Serge Ibaka, and it went pretty great for pretty much everybody. Um, what we liked in this one, there were season highs and points for Marcus Morris, Lou Will, and Serge Ibaka. Lou Will had 30 points and 10 assists and did everything that you need a player like Lou Will to do when the Clippers are down two starters um, you know, against a feisty Cavs team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I What we were told in the postgame is that Lou kind of got the call uh, and it was up to him whether he wanted to sort of resume his regular role yeah. or if he wanted to be in the starting lineup. He said he would prefer to be inserted into the starting lineup because they needed a scoring guard. 
No it's disrespect true. to Patrick Beverly. He did not mean it in that way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> but he also noted in the post game that for us, meeting the other guys on the team, they didn't want to look like scrubs <laughs> without them. Scrubs, they did not look like. No. He had 30 points, two boards, 10 assists. Um, yeah, I mean, he just looked great. And Lou and Bev together let Lou be aggressive. Even it's, though Reggie Jackson was out there, it still lets Lou be aggressive. Him and Serge were destroying the Cavs on the pick and roll. Yeah. He hit Zoo. Like, his passing was on, a, you know, he hit Zoo with a pretty crazy pass late that unfortunately couldn't be finished for the and one. But, no, this was, this was vintage Lou Williams. We... I feel like don't get to see enough minutes of sort of the Lou Pat kind of backcourt um, tandem. And it it was good to see it be effective in this one. You know, obviously when the the roster is fully healthy, it it doesn't super necessitate it unless you're trying to do something very specific against a certain matchup. Um, But it was good to see it be successful here. Always love to see Lou Williams doing well. Mm -hmm. We're not trading Lou Williams. Stop asking us. We are not. Marcus Morris, also not going to be someone who we're trading. 23 points, uh, six boards, one assist, four of six from deep. He's looking condition-wise like he's getting back to bubble-level conditioning. And I think something that needs to be pointed out, and I don't mean this in a bad way at all, the man, he welcomed a new child uh, over the offseason. Got that baby fat. That's a time every, pretty much across the board, no matter what sport, every athlete who said when you have when they have a child in the offseason, you come back maybe in not as good shape as the years. You don't have a new baby. It's just some real life stuff getting in the way. It makes total sense. But he's looking healthy. He looks great in this one. And then Serge Ibaka did kind of everything tonight. Yeah, finished with 21 points, nine boards, six assists. Uh, he was just super effective. Uh, you know, we went to him a lot. I think he played just shy of 30 minutes in this one. Yeah. Uh, looked, looked really, really good against... You know, a, a team that has larger bigs. Um, they didn't end up playing Drummond in this one, but still, you know, McGee and Allen. Uh, and Serge was great. I mean, he was he was really efficient from the floor and, yeah, just played his role super well. Uh, there were still a couple of times he kind of got burned in pick-and-roll coverage, but, yes. you know, we'll, we'll let that slide against uh, the, the sort of uh, sexland uh, backcourt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Patrick Beverly had a great note postgame. First of all, he was drinking a he was drinking a Bud Light. Guy's having a good time. He has said previously after a good performance that he yeah. was going to go home and have an ice cold beer. He talked about how people don't give him enough credit for being a three point shooter because they don't like him, which is one hundred percent correct. It's true. The man is a career thirty eight percent three point shooter. <laughs> he had uh, sixteen six and five. He was four of six from three. He said that uh, the Clippers punched first, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what happened. The whole team. Ty Lue had these guys prepared what to do. Like the Clippers came out, the ball was moving so much better than we've seen it from, you know, the bench guys as a whole. Like, it was phenomenal. Definitely. We ended, uh, I put it in here later, but uh, yeah, we we had a great um, assist to made field goal percentage. So let's talk about uh, another guy who did really well. I thought Luke Kennard. Really well. Luke Kennard, I thought, had his best game in a minute. Uh, yeah. On he, a curve, Luke Kennard did really well. He finished with 12-4-2. Um, I don't know. He he looked more confident. He diminished a little bit in the second half. We weren't going to him as much. And we'll talk about this a little bit more in the, in the freshies, but I think it's just a situation where if he's not being spoon-fed or he doesn't have the ball in his hands, it's still a struggle to quite figure out 
where he fits in. He's either fouling three-point shooters or shooting oh, yeah, absurdly. Yeah, he fouled one three-point shooter. But like his game is like <laughs> it, feel, it feels like he's either fouling three-point shooters or he's hitting three of four threes. Like there's no real in between right now, which is tough for Kennard. Um, but he did have 12-4-2, which we needed in a game without Kawhi. MPG. Now, what we didn't like, not a lot of things in here. Um, the defense was porous, but I'm not really sure what we were supposed to expect, you know, without Kawhi and PG. Um, and this is this might sound harsh, but Fee got some minutes in this game. I wish those minutes would have gone to Patrick Patterson. Hey, we're paying the guy. Might as well. Might as well. Fee played four minutes. He was 0 of 1. Um, he was minus 6. And I say that because Fee is never going to play at any point other than, you know, blowouts against the Cavs like this. And Patterson might end up getting tossed into a game that maybe means something a little more than this game. And it's like there's just no spot for Fee. There isn't one right now. There and just it isn't. sucks to see, but he airballed a three against the Bulls. Yeah. Like he, one, he, missed he fouled a guy. He gave up an and one against the Cavs. Yeah. Like it's just not there right now. It's just not there. Uh, the other things, these are kind of more nitpicky didn't likes, but only three field goal attempts for Batum. Uh, I thought he was a pretty unselfish from a play perspective. Had only one assist, but I feel like he had a couple of hockey assists. I'll have to take another look at the footage. He oh, still yeah. added six boards. Um, we, had, we did end up having 31 assists on 42 made field goals, so it's not an indictment on, on ball movement. You know, we kind of talk about sometimes, like, well, it used to be like the Landry Shamit number of shots. It's sort of like an indication of how the ball yeah. is moving. Not as big of an like a single player indication this season, just with how well the ball moves overall. For sure. Uh, another thing, you know, man really wasn't particularly efficient from the floor. I think he was like one of four overall. Yep. I thought he did an okay job. He was a team worst minus eight. Which is a little difficult to do in a near twenty point <laughs> That's win. Very good point, actually. Uh, but he did have eight, six, and one, and he got to the line. He had eight attempts, and he hit six out of eight of them. So, you know, he he continues rookie game in a blowout or second year guy in a blowout. You know, yeah, he continues to give you minutes that you know can be productive. Exactly, um, which is saying a lot more than I thought I would be able to say sure. coming into this season. And just real quick, just maybe one sentence, how are we feeling after this weekend? Heading into, well, you know what? We're going to talk about this in the third segment because there's a tough stretch coming up for the Clips. Uh, coming up, we're going to be previewing the beginning of that tough stretch, Clippers versus Heat. But first, we have to give a shout out to betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Use promo code LOCKEDON. Get a nice little bonus in there. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use promo code LOCKEDON. Uh, you'll get that nice little bonus one more time. BetOnline.ag, your online sports book experts. Okay, so we're back and we're talking the first, the second night of a back-to-back. Yes. The beginning of sort of a long stretch of games Ooh. that are very difficult. We, we went from, so we're going from Bulls, Wolves, Cavs to Heat, Jazz, Jazz, Nets, then the Wizards. But... It's, it's, and then we end out the month with the Bucks, I believe, at some point. I, I, it's just a bit of a rough roller coaster right now. It's Ka- what are we thinking for Kawhi in this game? Is he available? Ty Lue said he wasn't really sure he was going to be back. 
We're recording this on Sunday night also, full disclosure. We're going to record this as though he's not going to be there, but I am hoping uh, that this is more of a preventative thing and that the contusion is feeling a little bit better for tomorrow night's game. That's a good way to put it. Let's hedge our bets on that just from a podcast perspective. So what do we need to do well in this one? The first thing I have on here is take advantage of turnovers. Absolutely. The Heat are turning the ball over on 17% of their possessions. Yes. Um, and we will be shorthanded at, in some way or another. Um, so it's not it's not the, you know, they're the worst turnover team in the league. They're 30th in the league in turnovers. Uh, or it's like 27 or something like that. It'll just make it a lot easier if the transition offense looks sharp from the get-go. Definitely, definitely. Another thing we need to do is continue to move the ball well. Yes, uh, so nice in this Cavs game. It, it was maybe the best ball movement of the year, which is kind of saying something without quiet PG. <laughs> yeah, through three quarters against the Cavs, we had assists on eighty percent of our field goals, which is absurd. If we're not at full like at full strength, obviously we're not going to be able to get sort of that sort of ISO domination. Yeah. Um. You know, the ball movement is always going to make the sum of these parts a lot stronger sure. uh, than than the individual pieces. Um, the Heat have a top 10 defensive rating, but they're not super pressuring the balls. Yeah. The ball, rather. They're <laughs> bottom 10 in steals. Porque no los dos, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're bottom 10 in steals, so I, I don't think that they're going to be a huge threat there. Obviously, if we're without... Um, you know, a marquee player, they're not going to be like blitzing pick and rolls a lot or like, you know, double teaming, double teaming the ball handler. Most likely. they. I mean, they double teamed Derrick Rose, uh, someone pointed out to me when the Pistons played them. So we might see some weird stuff from the Heat in this one. That was the Pistons. That's very true. Uh, we need to beat them on the boards. The Heat ranked 30th in total rebounds. And it is a legit 30th. And what I mean by that is they are 29th in offensive rebound percentage and 22nd in defensive rebound percentage. So it's not like one of those teams where it's like, oh, they're 27th in rebounds, but they get like, you know, top five percentage of their offensive boards. Like this team doesn't grab a lot of rebounds right now. Um, So not having PG and or Kawhi means we just we need a lot of hustle plays, right? Like we saw it against the Cavs um, and offensive rebounds are the epitome of hustle plays kind of in this modern NBA. Yeah. So we're going to need some guard work on that end. Some, you know, some Terrence Mann probably minutes. You think Terrence Mann gets 10 boards? No. Um, <laughs> I think Bev might. How about that? I think there's a legitimate shot if Kawhi and PG don't play that Bev maybe gets 10 boards in this game. Damn. That'd be um, great. Yeah. Uh, we need to take advantage of opportunities at the rim. Uh, this team has a weird front court that they're working with right now. They got Kelly Olynyk. <laughs> You've been flummoxed looking at this front court. <laughs> it's so bizarre. Like Kenny, Kelly Olynyk at the four, Bam at the five. Uh, it, it hasn't been a super rim deterrent. They're 30th in the NBA in blocks. What the hell is going on with the Heat? Sorry, but they're top weird. five in block attempts. So Which is trying. a stat that I didn't even know they kept. <laughs> they're trying, but they're really <laughs> not getting it done. Uh, if we're down key players, let's let some north-south guys get some looks. Some Blue Will. Williams yeah. would be great. Uh, I think, you know... There could be some opportunities to kind of live at the line in this one. For sure. Uh, what could go wrong? The Heat could get hot from three. They are ninth in three-point attempts, but just 20th in three-point percentage. If we're missing one of or two of our best defenders on the team, they're going to be seeing open shots. Kind of no matter what, they're going to get at least a top 10 amount in terms of attempts up. So let's hope the perimeter defense is a little tighter. 
Definitely. They take 45% of their field goal attempts from three-point range. That's a lot. Uh, For a team that's 20 at the three-point percentage. Anyway. I mean, uh, you know, what it says. uh, (laughs) Let's not. not, What is going on with it? Uh, If we don't handle the ball well in this one, this could be a problem. Uh, So opponents are turning the ball over around 15% of their possessions versus the Heat. If they hold us to this, it it could be really a nightmare for our transition defense, which can sometimes be a little slow to get back. It has looked better, especially with Marcus Morris being in shape, weirdly. Yep. Uh, Not weirdly. I mean, it makes sense. Uh, (laughs) If we can't get quality shots up, it's really going to be a problem. For sure. I know that I, I keep saying that, you know, we can't control the outcome of the shots. We can only control the quality. The Heat are allowing opponents the fourth lowest field goal percentage in the NBA. I just can't emphasize enough. We need to continue to get quality looks. I'm looking at you, Reggie Jackson. (laughs) I mean, someone's got to tell Reggie Jackson to stop rolling the ball into opponents' hands when he's giving people passes. Um, Some key matchups in this one. You mentioned the Olenek Bam thing. Are we? How are the Clippers going to handle that? Like, are we going to start the same three guard lineup if they're running out a giant four or five like that? Because they're I kind of a bigger team. I know? think so. Uh, and I think the issue is going to be like defensively for them. I don't know how you kind of keep Olinick and Bam from not sort of being on each other's toes. Obviously, you want Bam to sort of be kind of roaming a little bit more in space. He has a little bit more lateral movement than For Kelly sure. Olenek. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, a little more. <laughs> <laughs> a touch yeah. skosh more than Kelly Olenek. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I'm curious to see how we could kind of exploit that a little bit. Uh, I think that, you know, Surge could be a good matchup for this. I'm curious to see how Zoo's minutes will, will pan out in this one. And I'm really curious to see what the Heat end up doing with their guard rotations. If Goron is healthy, uh, they'll most likely have him and Robinson starting. I think we'll have Hero. Uh, off this the is bench. where I get a little worried about this one. Is Hero yes. getting hot? And- so he's going to be able to create offensively against yeah. our bench, but like he's not offering a whole lot of resistance defensively. For sure. Um, so if Lou Will doesn't get the start in this one, uh, you know that that could be good for his uh, increased offensive production that we've seen recently. Kendrick Nunn got the start in their loss to the Jazz. He was one of their leading scorers, if not their the leading scorer for the Heat. So, you know, they have some pieces. Uh, I'm just kind of curious to see how they put it all together. What's your prediction for this game? I'm thinking... <laughs> I'm thinking if we're down two starters, we drop a close one. That's fair. I agree with that. I think the Clippers might fall in this one. I don't think we're, I don't think we're going to shoot... 43% from three like we did against the Cavs. I hope we do. Also, something we didn't talk about in the Cavs recap, we got to the line 36 times, which is how you win without Kawhi and PG, right? So against this Heat team, we got to get to the line. Yes. We have to get to the line against this Heat team. Um, I think it's a close one. Second night of a back-to-back, the guys played great. You know, there, there wasn't an opportunity to really, like, Bev only played 20 minutes against the Cavs, which mm-hmm. is great because he's still on that minutes restriction and everything. But everyone else, because Kawhi and PG aren't there, like couldn't really get a rest, I mean, right? Like, until the very which isn't their fault. Until the very end, I mean, Batum was still playing minutes. You know, Marcus Morris was still out there. Um, until it was like you know, signed, sealed, delivered. Yeah. Basically, everyone still had to contribute. Who is a regular rotation guy? Might be a little gassed. Might I mean? 
it could be a bit much. Like I said, kind of hope Kawhi doesn't come back for this one. Yeah, we have two games against the Jazz after this. <laughs> if we play well, I still feel like down two starters. We probably drop a close one, mm-hmm. but uh, should be a good game for sure. Uh, coming up, we're going to be talking the Freshies plus the Luke Kennard progress report. But first, Will, talk to me about these Built Bars. All right, so Built Bar is incredible. It's a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. What? It comes in 18 amazing flavors. They come in nut and non-nut flavors for my friends out there with allergies. The six new flavors include caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. But the best thing is they're healthy. They're great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bars are low-calorie. They're low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. So they're great for the keto diet. Uh, And right now, we have a very special offer for our listeners. Right now, you can get a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. So make sure and get on that. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON. That's all caps, one word. And you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Okay, welcome to the uh, the Freshies slash Terrence Man Progress Report. The Freshies every Monday, we just kind of talk about the new guys on the team or a new trend. Anything new, basically. Um We've dedicated this kind of to the Luke Kennard progress report, but we got to talk about Terrence Mann. Um, I'm I love that against this Cavs in this Cavs game, he didn't have the best performance, but it didn't look like it deterred him from being confident. You know, like I think sometimes with a rookie, they'll have a really nice stretch where they're playing confident and it's looking good, and then they'll hit a skid, and you can almost see it in that game kind of the confidence wane away. It's it can be kind of a one step forward, two steps back yes. kind of a situation. Uh, and Terrence Mann looks as confident as we've ever seen him on the floor right now. He hit now. a spin move in transition against the Cavs, which is something that would not have happened in the beginning of this season. Definitely. He's feeling it a lot more. And, I mean, the huge progression has just been, I think that they're finally playing to his skill set. So, and that's where, this is where this gets a little rough. Terrence Mann has skills that are NBA level. Right, he has rebounding skills that are obviously translate to the NBA level very well. Um, he's starting to figure out how he can stretch the floor just with the threat of shooting, not necessarily being a dead eye shooter. Yeah, compared against the his teammate in college who was drafted ahead of him in the first round that we traded to get, Fee Fee does not have a skill set that can be used in the NBA right now that the team can figure out. Not by this team. Maybe there's another fit out there or, or somewhere where he could be optimized. But but like for what? Because like that's so this is where I put some of the blame on the Clippers. Last year, they just had Fee come in and just hurl threes by design. This isn't Fee being like, screw you, Doc. I'm going to shoot a bunch of threes. It was like a running joke on the team that Fee was going to go in there and have the green light and just chuck threes up. That's not good development. If no, and, he's, and, he's and it's not like, like he was hitting still the not three. a good shooter. That's the thing. It's not like he was shooting like, oh, damn, he's shooting 43% from three. Like, it's not like they were going in at like some cool rate. Like, it's negligence on the Clippers point in terms of last season on how they decided to develop fee. And now it's carried over to here where it's like, dude, just put him in the G League. It's difficult because he can't play minutes at the five. Um, 
not really even in garbage time. No, he to, can't defend at the four, and he can't shoot at the four, so it's like... Well, there's just no minutes at the four, either. Yeah, we, also We that. have enough power forwards. I, I There's just... There's not really a fit for him with this team. I, I think that it's going to be best for him, development-wise, confidence-wise, to just stay with the G League. Um, I know Turu... So, I was tweeting about this. Apparently, Turu's hurt now. Makes sense. Because I... Of course. Because we can't have nice things. But I was like, why doesn't just give Turu all of Fee's minutes with the Clippers? But apparently, he's hurt. So, that sucks ass. Um, but but yeah, I, 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 think, I hope he just gets some run in the G League. Like, even Angel Delgado was putting up 20 and 20, you know? Like, yeah. no disrespect to Angel Delgado, but like... Dude, Fee was a first-round pick. We traded up to get Fee. Yeah. And again, this is me kind of... This isn't about Fee. This is more about the Clippers, I guess. But but, like. but running back to like the start of this whole thing, we did get one out of two. Terrence Mann has yeah. become a rotation-level player. Yeah, uh, for a, the third-best team in the West, based on record. Um, You know, he, he can be... He's a guy who can come in and not lose you a game. Um, and he's improved, which is the biggest key part. He saw an opportunity. He took it. He's improved. Yes. Um, I hope they're doing well. Uh, and then Luke Kennard progress report. Over the weekend, Mr. Kennard uh, averaged seven and a half points, three and a half boards, and two assists. And the reason, look, if you're new to the show, we're not doing this because we love Luke Kennard. It's because the Clippers have a fair amount of money dedicated to him Coming after up, yeah. this season. And it hasn't really materialized in terms of value yet. It also just, yet. this is going to be one of these continuing things for the Clippers. Where, I mean, you know, if... And, and hopefully when we do make a championship that, you know, the question is what next? And a big, yeah. a, a big part of that answer is how you can sort of utilize talent on the roster. That isn't just your top heavy yes, part of the roster for sure. And Luke Kennard, you know, by the commitment that they've given to him over the four years following this season, seems team to option be a, on the fourth. Sorry. Yeah, just yeah, but seems to be a factor in those plans 100 so it's definitely something that we're gonna continue to monitor um and i think that you know once again this was a game in which he took advantage of the opportunities that were given to him i do think that they made more of an effort to sort of get him some looks uh and he had the most points that he's had since the celtics and ty Lu talked about that pregame he talked about how like the minutes for canard have been weird and kind of a little up and down which is fair but it's like, so over this weekend, there's some weird stuff, right? Like he's shooting 43% from three. From the field as a whole, twos and threes, he's shooting 42%. So for me, I'm like, dude, if you just hit more of your two pointers. I thought we were, I thought we didn't do field goal percentage on this podcast. We don't. I was in a pinch because we were, had to record. I yeah. Basketball friends hadn't updated it yet. Um, but we can figure out the percentage pretty easily. He's shooting 43% from three. And if it's 42% overall, probably shoot around 41% from two. So like if he just hits those, it's even more. Then he's averaging 10 this weekend, right? Like, yeah. which for his usage right now, like we talked about, he fouled a three-point shooter against the Cavs. Which has got to stop. Dude, This these are things where I'm like, you're shooting yourself. Like some things, the minutes you can't control. Fouling three-point shooters, you're shooting yourself in the foot. You're he's taking your shoe off. A single game. You're taking your shoe off. You're painting a big old target in the middle of your foot and you're just blasting a hole in it. <laughs> like that's what Kennard is doing when he's fouling these two-point shooters. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the the Clippers as a team have fouled 19 three-point shooters this season. Seems uh, low. <laughs> 20, only 28 games, though. Uh, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot, dude. I don't like it. Um, but just to close this thing out, the Clips are coming up on a big stretch in terms of just kind of litmus test wise 
Heat, Jazz, Jazz, then the Nets. How are we feeling? Um, once, you know, like, I just feel like with the Kawhi stuff today, now there's new health questions. Um, because it's difficult if we're not at full strength and this isn't like the great test. It's a rough, it's a weird litmus test. Yeah, like the, it isn't the great litmus test that I thought it was. Going Everyone to else be will think it coming is. into this month. <laughs> Everyone outside of Clippers fans, I mean, which is, you will know, think like, this is a real litmus test if our two star players are out. Which is a fair, <laughs> I mean, casual to take away if you're looking at the box score and you see the Clippers drop. Games yeah, Shaq looks at this box score. Heat. Yeah, Shaq's seen the Clippers lose to the Heat, the Jazz, and the Nets. I mean, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna draw your own conclusions, um, but it is still, you know, we're still not halfway through the season yet. Yeah, um, pretty close, but yeah. But it, you know, it would be nice to get have you know only one starter out, maybe for sure. And if you look at so we're on a three game win streak, then you go Heat, Jazz, Jazz, and Nets. That's four games. If we win one of these these next four games, four and three in this stretch really isn't bad if we're down two starters those two starters being quiet pg right yeah, like definitely over this whole stretch it's not bad um i don't know i'm feeling pretty good ty Lu is still not getting enough credit for what he's doing with this clippers team mm-hmm. it's kind of absurd what more credit do you want him to be getting i want him to be in coach of the year conversations all right i think that's fair we don't yeah. even have, he talked about how because of injuries and stuff they haven't installed all the offensive or defensive sets yet. So a lot of this, like tonight was Ty Lue being like, all right, we're down Kawhi, kind of last minute. You want every pundit to be wearing a t-shirt that's a pun on 90s television show, Mad About You, but it says Mad About Lou. Yes, that's literally exactly what I want. I would (laughs) love that. Um, I want Paul Reiser to make a viral video talking about how great Ty Lue is. Uh, I'm just saying the man needs more credit. And if you disagree with me, you can meet me on Sunset and Benton. No. Um, I think about wraps it up, right? I'm asking people to fight about Ty Lue. On Tuesday's episode, can I have a recap of that hopeful victory over the heat? It's Twitter Tuesday, so send your questions to at Clips. I'll ask for them on Twitter, too. Yes. Um, you can send those at any time. Maybe some rotation talking if we have time. Who knows? Things are going to be crazy. Then, of course, whatever else happens between now and then in Clipperland. Uh, the Batum Battalion t-shirts have been sent out. They're in the mail. They're in the mail. Hope the international people get them. Let me know if Customs detains you for having such a sick-ass t-shirt. They think you're too cool to live in that country. That makes sense. Um, Will, where can these people tell their friends to listen to us? You can tell your friends to listen to us on iTunes or the podcast app. We're also on Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on Deezer. You can always tell your smart speaker to play Locked on Clippers. Thank you so much for rocking with us. As Chuck mentioned up top, we come at you Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Pacific. We'd love to have your listen. Uh, you know, we couldn't bring, be happier to bring you Clippers news five days a week. Yeah, 7 a.m. Coming at you hot and fresh. Uh, I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And I am William the Opinion Updike. We appreciate you.